Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Hello, hello. This is Honeybee from Cinematic Anarchy. Today we're discussing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We've got Chris and Omar. Hello. Hello, hello everybody. All right. And we're going to... So, Scott Pilgrim, guys. Well, mm. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I, and I, I've said this a couple of times to you on the ride over here this morning. I'm coming from a, uh, a non-manga... Uh, reader's perspective, because I I have not actually sat down and read any of this. Uh, So I absolutely love the movie beginning to end, and that is from the perspective of a guy that doesn't know that it was not supposed to end like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like an update might be necessary in the future. Oh, absolutely. I think they should still use the same characters, though, because everyone hit that shit on the spot. It was perfect. uh, The energy was just classic. They chose they chose the best people for oh, it, yeah, absolutely. I for each character. I, I mean I just had the only thing I had trouble with was uh, was Michael Sarah just a little bit. Yeah. It was it was tough believing that Michael Sarah was the 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 ladies man that they were trying to portray him yeah. in throughout the entire movie. And I'm like the only thing that made me believe that he could pull that off was just the musical talent. Just like you? People love Joey exactly. Ramone, but the man was not the prettiest boy on the face of the planet. <laughs> there you go. That's what I felt Michael Sarah had going for him in yeah. this movie. It's like, he, he's he's not a pretty boy, but the man has some talent. Well, and he's got he, that, he like, halfway probably... innocent energy. Yeah, true. Right? <laughs> like, he seems innocent, but he's super not. Oh, this Well, yeah, well, especially with Ramona Flowers. She dealt with a lot of dickheads. And it's yeah. like, well, now this is a nice guy. You seems know? like... Not a- drunk. Have you slept with everybody here? I mean, yeah. I feel, well, you have to understand. Okay. At some point, the the nice guys become frustrated and and lash out and says some natural nice shit. Yeah, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the way that the 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 movie works, the books work, is that he's just coming off that relationship with uh, Envy, mm-hmm. and the rebound relationship is Knives. Which, by the way. Fantastic name for any character. Yeah. Especially, Knives. And the entire movie. There's not another strange name in the entire movie. Just that one name. Knives Chow. Knives. Well, is it Ellen Wong? At some, yeah. point, at some point you saw what they call her Knives. Which I was wondering throughout the movie. I was wondering if it was like a nickname or something. But it's not. It's it's legitimately her name throughout the entire movie. It's her name throughout the entire movie. But, but then at the end when... She's going she to her, her weapon of choice is knives. So did anybody throughout the watching of this movie feel like the movie didn't so much center on Scott Pilgrim as much as it did on the on again, off again kind of antics between him and Knives Chow? Like from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. It even was a lot of how upset she was with him and then how upset she was with the band. I mean, even the ending of the movie was her telling him to go off with her. Yeah. You know, it was like... I'm too cool for you anyway. She should get her own movie. Right. <laughs> I enjoy the character. Knives Chow versus the world. I'd watch it. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I get it from, like, her perspective. I, I understand where she's coming from. She's 17. She's in her first, like, actual relationship. And then she finds out her boyfriend's fucking cheating on her with this fucking manic pixie dream girl. Who, by the way, melts snow wherever she walks. Oh, yeah. Cause like, she's, she's so fucking, hot, she melts yeah, the snow. Exactly. She walks on. <laughs> the thing, the one thing between... Knives and Pilgrim that I, I just thought was like, wow, the, the big dick move, the entire movie is she's like, I love you. And he's like, we need to break up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and then goes to see Ramona. Which is so empowering. But I've never been time. that guy, but I've seen it happen. I love you. Well, I think this is where we need to end this then. Yeah. <laughs> if you're falling in love with me. That's not what I wanted. The closest I've gotten to that is, I love you. I know. <laughs> right, but we, but nah, not break up after. There is a lot of dialogue in this movie that was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I want to go and read the the, the manga now is just because I've heard know, a lot of good stuff about it. Do you know a girl with hair like this? Oh yeah, that's that's Ramona Flowers. They were originally going to use the, the artwork, the original artwork that they used in the book, mm-hmm. but they felt that that scribble that Michael Sarah made was more comedic and that it would work better. You, True. Know, you know a girl that looks like this? Yeah, that's Ramona Flowers. Without <laughs> skipping a beat. <laughs> that it's like no true. breath. Uh, <laughs> the entire time fucking um, Julie is like swearing at them and she keeps bleeping herself. How are you doing that with your mouth? At one point you said, I don't know what's going on with my mouth. Shortly after he asked that question, she starts going, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to get it off of her mouth. Because I really want to curse at you. You know why that was going on with your mouth? Because yeah. you, it's a PG-13 movie. Nobody, nobody's uh, able to swear here. I apologize. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoy my favorite scene, though. Okay, your if favorite scene. If we can scene. get into that super early. Go ahead, fucking, favorite scene. Go for it. What's that five? The first X. The, the <laughs> <laughs> Matthew whole, Patel. That, Patel. Was, that was a Bollywood thing. Drove me crazy. I was like, <laughs> cracking my ass up. The whole Bollywood fight was absolutely fantastic. Oh, I was, I was, I was crying, laughing with that whole thing <laughs> because it's thinking and everything and getting ready to fight and then go. See, that was crazy. I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie was uh, with Chris Evans. Yeah, and that interaction between him and uh, Kira was uh, not. What's uh, is it? Rory Culkin. I forget what his. I forget what his name is. It's the other Culkin brother. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Wallace uh, okay. t- walks up to Chris Evans. He's like, "Hey, big fan." He goes, "Why wouldn't you be?" <laughs> and apparently, that was an actual like interaction backstage <laughs> with Ed- Edgar Wright. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. They actually like integrated that in the movie. It's like that was that was real life. That actually happened. It's just <laughs> we're gonna put this up here, and uh, that was that was pretty dope. Okay. I I my, that that whole movie. I, I can't choose a favorite scene. Like, that movie it is was, just... It was that, really good. It was really good. That I is know. one of my favorite childhood movies. Well, teenage. <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to know my favorite scene? Uh, you remember where the opening credits started? And then the end credits? Everything between that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite scene. I Like I said, I, I've heard a couple of uh, other podcasts. I've actually... I did, did a little bit of uh, preemptive listening. I've heard a couple of other podcasts just kind of reach out and say, you know, well, uh, 
and compared to the books, you know, I really love the books and the, the movie. It was fantastic, but it's not quite on par with what the books were. And I think that's why I may love the movie as much as I do, because I have no comparison. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting there like, I'm not the guy that read Jurassic Park and then went out and watched it. I watched Jurassic Park and then read the book. Yeah. Because if you do it the other way around, you're always going to be disappointed. Always. Because the visuals of the movie never live up to what you imagined in your head while you're sitting here and reading the book. Oh, yeah. No, the only time I actually like read a book first and then watched the movie was Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. Flowers that, like, in the Attic. Oh. That whole series, I loved the books. Like, I read, I think that's, like, one of the few series that I actually read the entirety of. And then I found out that there were movies based on it. And I was like, fuck yeah! So I watched uh, the movies, and there was nothing! Nothing! Oh my god, they left out so much. I was so pissed. And then they remade the movies again, and there was still, like, a lot that they left out, but they brought in a lot more and was, like, a little more accurate to the books. But it's still not the... Ah! So you got to see both the old version of Flowers yep. in the Attic and the newer. Okay, so I, I see what you're saying. Because I've seen... I haven't gotten to read the book. Uh, V.C. Andrews was not up my alley when yeah. I was younger. Uh, it's like... It's, it's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, no, I've seen Flowers in the Attic. Oh, it uh, doesn't compare to the books. Uh, watch Flowers in the Attic. See, this is a comparison that we should do. We should watch Flowers in the Attic and then also review People Under the Stairs. We're wrong. <laughs> We're wrong. Flowers in the Attic, People Under the Stairs. Yep. I love People Under the Stairs. Fantastic movies, both of them. Oh, sugar. Oh, and that would be uh, my dog once again interrupting Hi. the podcast. That's Sugar Dog right there for those of you uh, on our Facebook live stream. And for those of you on the podcast... Uh, that's Sugar Dog. <laughs> yeah, that's the Sugar Dog. You could actually go to Facebook uh, and look up uh, Cinematic Anarchy and you'll be able to find us uh, there. Uh, we are celebrating, uh, we have passed our 5,000 uh, listens mark, and we're, we're moving on forward. We finally got some uh, decent sponsorship from young Miss uh, Maisie Williams, Woo! and uh, we're moving right along. Uh, now that I'm done with all that shit, and little Miss Sugar's interruption, we'll get back into the movie. All okay. right. <laughs> uh, so the young casting of the f- film from, from back to front. Fantastic all yeah, the way it through. Was, yep. It was very good. Uh, I'm really sorry that we do not see enough of uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, this movie uh, showcased her abilities pretty well, as far as I'm concerned, and you just don't see a lot of her. I think we saw her in Sky High at one point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Sky I, High. I did. No, okay. I haven't. You haven't? No. For a kid's flick, not bad. Honestly. Uh, it was... Uh, I want to say not in the heyday of... Before they really got into the Marvel Universe. That's, yeah. That was a superhero movie pre-Marvel Universe. Back when some of these movies could be still, uh, you know, sunshiny and happy. Sounds like, yeah. sounds like a great film, though. Like a, around the time of the original I, Spider-Man. I've heard a lot about it. For some reason, I've never watched it. I say the original Spider-Man, but I know full well there was one back in the 60s. So not original, but Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, the only one to get three movies. Right? Yep. Yeah, only much. three movies. Well, yeah, I've heard three Spider-Man that, movies. Uh, that Sony and uh, Marvel yeah. are negotiating again, so hopefully they can work something out and keep him in that Marvel Universe, because I think both uh, both parties would be at a great loss if they decided not to do that. Yeah. Uh, and for, the, for that matter, throw Venom in there, too, because that needs to happen. 
So, um, I think the only person that really didn't fit this entire movie, and that is our, our lead character, uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> and I, I don't get me wrong, I love Arrested <laughs> Development. I love a lot of the stuff that Michael Sarah has done. Uh, yeah. The end of the world. You're fat. <laughs> well, Sugar is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, so, so, so are we. I'm talking to the dog. So, so are we. <laughs> Oh, I'm talking... Well, we're not talking to Michael Sarah, obviously. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. I'm you, talking to the dog, I we, swear. We, we are. Michael Sarah, you're not. <laughs> you yell out, you're fat, and me and him looked at each other immediately. Me and Omar right were exchanging glances. No, sugar started, like, shifting... In my lap, it was just duh. I'm just like, which one of us fuckers are you calling? It, it, it is whatever. It is what, what the uh, only one that's like yeah. sitting on me. I mean, it's what a man of a certain age, just uh, as ourselves, will do. <laughs> right? we'll look at each other in curiosity. It's like I'm not denying it. You know, I got I got some weight on me, but oh, please don't call me out right now. I gotta go <laughs> exercise later. No, that shame may drive me during while I'm at the gym. <laughs> Yeah, now now we're gonna have to go. <laughs> she called me fat. She called me fat. I'm just on the treadmill, crying I into swear, the, the cup holder. The dog. <laughs> we believe you. We believe you. Uh, so Michael, Sarah, I just I didn't I know what Scott Pilgrim was supposed to be in the comics. I've heard what he was supposed to be in the comics, and I feel like outside of the fact that he 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 seemed a little clueless it, throughout the entire movie. Outside of that, I really don't buy him as, like, a ladies' man, ladies' yeah. man, you know? No. Um, like, I was... Honest, uh, go ahead. <laughs> honestly, I can totally see Michael Sarah being the douchebag that he was portrayed in as, um, like, his character in This is the End. Yeah. With fucking, like, Seth Rogen and fucking all of them. Oh, my God. Like, he's this... I don't know if you've seen the movie. Yes. Okay. So, like, he's this, like, fucking douchebag blowing coke off, like, random girls' asses, fucking being all creepy and fucking whatever at parties and shit. <laughs> like, I could totally see Michael Sarah being that guy. Yes. He's using he's... the baby face as an excuse for, like, oh, I'm, I'm Michael Sarah. I'm just baby face. Uh -huh, I can do whatever I want. But he wasn't yeah. doing that in this one. No. No. He played, he played genuinely clueless. I mean, even when he was talking about, uh, his relationship, his former relationship with Kim, the drummer. Uh, yeah. He uh, really didn't seem to be able to connect one and one together. Like, I might have hurt this person. Yeah. It doesn't, he didn't think about that. It's just move on from one person to the next. How, how do I get out of this so that I can get on to the next relationship? He was pretty oblivious, yeah, to the fact that he was causing all this damage because he was just living his life and he wasn't really thinking. The reason why I didn't I didn't have him pegged as a ladies man, I have to agree with you, is because of the lack of confidence that the character had. Yeah. I mean if you're a really ladies man, you're more confident than that. You're not just going from you that a guy with such little confidence and so awkward and stuff doesn't go from girl to girl like that. You right. don't see that. I think uh I think a lot of what drove the, the, the character, at least with Michael Sarah in the role, was I, I looked at it like, I, I think I was mentioning this earlier, I looked at it like the uh, Joey Ramone effect. Joey Ramone was not a pretty man, but the man had talent in spades, and thus yeah. the women loved him. Yeah, it is true. I think that's kind of how you have to look at Michael Sarah in this film. Not exactly the prettiest man on the face of the planet, but he had a buttload of talent. And he was actually very self-depreciative about the whole thing. 
Yeah. Like he he's like, Yeah, come see come see our band. We suck. Yeah. But and they definitely didn't. Yeah. You know, they were pretty damn. We totally fantastic suck. Group. We should totally come. You know? Any anybody you would have liked for that role? Well, see, that's that's a hard question to ask because I could probably <laughs> fit some people into that role now, but back then, that yeah. would have been a difficult. That would have been difficult to do. Both. Uh, I have one in mind. Okay, go you you go because I'm I'm blank. Hey, the guy who played. You, uh, you remember the movie Superbad? The guy who played my loving. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. That would have been way funnier and way crazier. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, it would have been a little funnier, but uh, I'm not sure that he would have fit into the role better than Michael Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I, see, that's the thing. Is like I don't know who I would I would have chosen at the time to, to fit into that role. Uh, uh, who else? There's a couple of other people. They just don't. I don't think any of them have the musical ability to play. Well, because he's a great he's a great musician. Well, that's what he brought to the role, I believe, is that he had actually dumbed down his ability to be able to play the bass to fit the into this role. Uh, I could honestly see fucking oh god Ezra Miller. There you go. As currently, yes. yes. Currently, I could see Ezra Miller. Like if they redid the movie right now to be. Have the basic, the proper ending yeah. to it. Um, I mean, I could he'd probably see that. have to dye his hair like a lighter brown. Yeah, because he had he had sort of a mousy brown yeah. frock on the top of his head. But then again, that doesn't necessarily established in the comics. Uh, that's just established by the character. True. So he could have gone with his color hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I could see Ezra Miller kind of pulling off that role. He's not exactly. I would even say. Ah, uh, what is the the lead character, the the guy that plays the Flash on the TV show? Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yes. I can't uh, remember his fucking name, but I TV know show? he was. Who in you're the, talking? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, he was I, in the Flash TV show. Uh, he was. Uh, who was the guy that played the Flash in the movie in the in the in the most recent one? So the movie was Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, right? I'm talking about the TV show. Oh, the guy who played in the TV show. Yeah, because he he's been in, he's been in Glee, so he's he's got the singing chops. Barry Allen. So now I could definitely <laughs> cast that Oh my god, role. yeah, his fucking singing voice. Like, I cannot tell you how many times a week I listen to fucking um, Put a Little Love in Your Heart by the Flashcast. Right? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. I could totally see him as <laughs> fucking Scott. We had a little bit of... We were, we were Googling that. We didn't chat through the Googling, so we kind of... All died for a minute there, and uh, I apologize for the... We're in the Google conversation. I mean, in his picture on IMDb, he doesn't look like, you know, that he's all, like, scruffy and everything. He has facial right. hair. I look... I and think that was actually... Like I think that was a picture taken around the same time that he was uh, supposed to be in the Arrow role. Yeah. They had that, that quick crossover where they switched roles. He went into the... He became the Green Arrow and... Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Amell, he became the uh, Flash for that Flash. quick series. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, I could definitely cast it now. Back then, it would have been a much difficult... More, uh, ooh, wow, okay. There's the <laughs> tongue. Occasionally it gets tied. Uh, it seems to be at least once a podcast now that I trip over my tongue. It happens. That, that's... 
early, early said Alzheimer's. Oh, hey, no, <laughs> fuck you. Don't, oh. <laughs> Don't go that route. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Next podcast, if you can find me, uh, I'll be in the corner asking where my my dead children are. They're both alive, but at that no, point, I will have forgotten about that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, back in uh, the, at the time that the movie was made, in, uh, I wouldn't have been able to pick up a person that I thought would have been better in that role. At the time, no. You could recast it with no problem right now and put people in those roles that probably would have been better suited. Probably make a, a more... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to say... I want not a better movie, but more complete movie. Yeah. Because they didn't have the ending to the movie back when this was filmed. Uh, the books were not complete, so they didn't have the ending. So they kind of had to, mm-hmm. well, guess what might happen. Yeah. And uh, uh, apparently, from from what I hear, they guessed wrong. Oh yeah. They did. They, I I like I like that guy who played my love him for. I don't know. I think this dude is still super funny. But, yeah, there wasn't really nobody. I haven't read the books. I haven't read the comics. I gotta admit. So, I don't know if the character is really meant to be that socially awkward. Oh, yeah. He's totally, like, socially awkward. From what, I, from what I've heard, again, I'm they gonna did, say that I have not read the comics, but... They did <laughs> pretty good, but, like, you're right. They didn't totally follow along with the comics. But, honestly, like... The way they did the movie is just fucking perfect for what it is. Yeah, and you've got to keep in mind it's a it's an adaptation of the comics, so it doesn't need to be spot on. And you know, far be it for me to 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 piss off the the uh, hangers on. Yeah, the the, oh, I don't know what you call them now. (laughs) There's so many different terms for it. You know, them people, them people, the folks (laughs) that follow this shit. With such passion that they believe that unless you do a panel-for-panel panel representation on screen, then you've yeah. made a shit movie. Oh, yeah. To them... Is, when they do that, it's so annoying. To them, what I have to say is, you know, suck it up. It's a fucking movie. Yeah, it's... You go they're, ahead and they're you... They're not trying to, to reinvent, to remake the, the comics. They're making a movie based on... Right. It's an adaptation. You take the movie and you take your book for what they are. Yeah. This is a, this is perfect for what this is. The movie is perfect for what that is. And Edgar Wright, there were definitely some holes in the movie. You could tell. Yeah. However, between the the sound production of the movie and just the visual experience of the entire movie, just frame for frame, was so so well done that you you just I didn't see any of the the, the mistakes until probably my fourth watching. If you're you know? into music. If you're into video games, or if you're into romantic comedies, or all of the above, oh, and martial arts, <laughs> right? or all of the above together, watch this movie. Especially if you're not sober. That's one I recommend if you get high. <laughs> I never, never saw Michael Sarah as an action film star. No. Never saw, and this movie kind of... He was well, actually... might be able to pull it off. He was actually... Right? He could be like the the Woody Allen of uh, action films. <laughs> I, that is the best analogy I've heard so far for that film, the Woody Allen of action. By films. the way, if they ever do a young Woody Allen biopic, 
Wouldn't Michael Sarah be perfect for he that? Will, he will be perfect. Just put on some glasses and change the hairstyle. That's it. He'd have to study some Woody Allen mannerisms. I mean, he'd definitely have to get into the role, but... Oh, sugar, God damn it! He's, okay. really, he's really not that far from Woody Allen, though. Oh. If you really look at him. <laughs> and once again, sugar dives into the set. Ugh. Uh, so we're, we have the uh, sugar dog here in the studio today, and uh, sugar uh, seems She's to like uh, Miss B's... extra love, apparently. Miss B's lap is Ugh. the place to be. It's like, we have to sit right the fuck here, right in front of the fo- microphone, so when I when I let out my little gruff barks and I jump on people, you everything. Everyone hear everything. can hear me. Uh, so yeah, I mean... My Michael Sarah would definitely be too. perfect as a young Woody Allen. I think he would. Absolutely. And he, I don't think he has to go that far as far as learning the mannerisms. He has a lot of Woody Allen qualities. Oh, yeah, him. definitely. Definitely. I could even see them recasting some of his older movies, like doing a remake or something. Yeah. You know, with Michael Sarah in the lead role. However, you don't want to pigeon your whole, whole yourself as that kind of guy. You want to make sure that you, you spread yourself out a little bit. Yeah. Well, if anybody needs to learn a new trick, it might be Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I feel like he has no lack of love there. We just want to see more. From <laughs> no lack of love. Yeah, more and different because he's not a bad actor. Varieties. Right. Uh, so. Moving on. Worst part of the movie. If you have a worst part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see your eyes are wide there. Like, do I have to pick that out? Is there, yeah, right? Is there a worst part? I'm trying to think. Is there a worst part? There probably is a worst part. Hmm. I don't know if I care for Captain America there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I care for Chris Evans in that movie. I think he was he was good for what he was. It was good for what he was, but I think that that was I don't know. I think it was overkill for it. I don't. If you look at how all the evil exes were played, mm-hmm. I don't think it was just because all of them was, were very exaggerated and over the top. There was nothing about this movie oh, they were that was not to seriously over the top. Yeah, they were they were almost supposed to be comic bookish yeah. video game characters. Yeah. That was the whole purpose. So I think for what it was there, you're not looking for a serious role out of him. He's not taking the role seriously. He is being an absolute goof. It's like he took his character from the uh, the uh, Fantastic Four and just amped it up by, by yeah. 10,000 douche marks right there. Uh, that was uh, not a German <laughs> currency joke there. It was um, just douche marks. As in mm-hmm. douche. <laughs> not Deutsch marks. Hmm. Uh, that being said, yeah, I, I I think of all the evil exes, he's probably the one I didn't like all that much. Well, I mean, if we're choosing a least favorite e- bleh, bleh, of the bleh, evil, exes. evil ex, I'd have to go with Todd. The Todd, vegan. oh my god, <laughs> Brandon Ralph the vegan. Is yeah. vegan? Oh yeah, that was... Yes. Fucking vegans, man. I have nothing against vegan. But don't force your shit down my throat ex- like you're Christian. Exactly. <laughs> you it's okay to be whatever you are, but trying to force whoever you are down my throat is not okay. Exactly. Can we just talk about all the future superheroes in this movie? Seriously. Yeah. You got Brandon Ralph who was su- Spider-Man. You got Captain America, Chris Evans. True. Right? You've got uh Thomas Jane who played the Punisher. 
true. You know, it is true. He, he had that. He had that cameo as the uh, vegan police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I realized he had Captain Marvel. Just this thing's populated with like yeah. superheroes, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> Not that they knew it at the time, but watching it now, it made the movie so much better. Uh, so I think my oh. least favorite part of the entire movie. I love the whole Bollywood thing, but the musical, I just no, yeah, the the demon hipster chick thing, I just couldn't get into that. No, I just. <laughs> I love the fight scene part uh, of it. I like that they uh, they went so far as to uh, take a, take that old Japanese tradition of dusting up the actors, so every impact had that poof mm-hmm. of dust. Yeah, uh, that I thought was absolutely fantastic. Uh, as a music guy, did you notice something in the the opening credits for the movie? What, I, they I, were playing? Dead silence, I guess not. Oh, the yes. notes? When, the they were, note, when they were playing? When they were playing. The notes would come out. Yeah. Not just that, but if you actually watched the opening credits, when they first play in front of, I, I think it's in front of Knives, isn't it? In front of Knives and right. Young Neil. That opening credit scene, um, just before they cut away to uh, all the, the title cards, um, mm-hmm. as they're stretching back, if you notice on the ground, the wires that go to both the guitars are whipping up and down to match the waveform of the music that's coming. Oh, I didn't I didn't take that good a look. Next time you watch it, you're going to notice, though. <laughs> I probably will. It yes. had to be brought to my attention. I'm like, I watched this four times. I'm watching it the fifth time through, and that's after I listened to a couple people comment on it, after I went through I the I was paying so much attention to it. It, it. I love the sound of it. I, we've already talked about how much I love punk rock. And when I heard... <laughs> The, 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 the energy, I just lean back in it. Yeah. The, the sheer bass of the, the Yeah, that, that was the music. I, I was in love with all that. Uh, there was definitely a focus on bass throughout the entire movie. Well, because he was the bass player. Right. And uh, it dragged you right into it, too, like all the music. So, anything else to say about the movie? Least favorite actor, least favorite actress... Is there anybody else you felt other than Michael Sarah just didn't really fit? Hmm. Hmm. Ha! I think uh, Aubrey Plaza was perfect in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of her first big roles, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, I don't don't think I remember seeing her much before that. Uh, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead, her role, I don't think it, it was her fault. But I think her role in the movie may have been a little flat. They downplayed it way too much. It is true. Uh, they they went right into the they went right into the relationship like way too quick. Yeah. Uh, they were they were literally dating after their first meeting, and I'm not sure if that holds true in the the comic. Like it goes immediately into that, or if there's more courtship involved. I don't uh, remember to be honest. I gotta read the books again. See, that's why I'm saying we need to do like an update yeah. episode, maybe take a half hour to to kind of reread the comic. And for me, it would be read it the first time. You would be reread. I think Omar. I don't think you've. I haven't them. read it at all. I I must admit I haven't. <laughs> I heard of it, but I never read it. I don't know. I'm not sure why, because I always love comics. I guess by the time I discovered that existed as a comics, I had already kind of delved away from comics. I just stepped away from comics. I haven't read comics like actively in a while. Here and there I pick up some and, and read, but 
I haven't read comics in forever. Okay, so uh, yeah, she was in a few things before Scott Pilgrim, but not much. Okay, no, I didn't, uh... I don't recognize her from anything else. That's the problem. Um, she was in a movie called... Oh, it's a short, In Love. Uh, she was in one episode of 30 Rock. So this was more than likely her big role. The first yeah. role that she was... Mystery team, uh, funny people. I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, Anna Hendrick. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick. Who doesn't, though? So. Who doesn't? I really, <laughs> I really like her character. There's a film, Mr. Right. If you get a chance to watch it, it's her across from Sam Rockwell, who is her boyfriend assassin. He's like <laughs> a hitman. Fantastic comedy. If you if you ever get a chance to watch it, that is a one. A, well, I want I want to say wonderful. I love Sam Rockwell. It was an excellent comedy. Uh, so if you like Anna Kendrick, I definitely recommend that. I do not like do not like uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. I really do not. I just uh, I've sat through all of them because I have kids. She was in. Yeah. Um, the voices with Ryan Reynolds. Right, that was a great that movie was a too. Fantastic movie. Right, all the girlfriend she heads had the, in the this little, refrigerator. Like, girl crush on him, <laughs> and then he cuts her head off and puts it in a fridge. So yeah, no, that was a absolutely fantastic movie too. Yeah, I don't have a. Actually, I think I want to do that next uh, for. I don't think I have October. enough caffeine in my system. My vocabulary is taking a hit today. Yeah. Just everything's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic, absolutely. Fantastic and absolutely. It's absolutely and fantastic. The words the absolutely time. and fantastic I just, brought to you. Oh, it's been a long week. My brain's just completely fucked. It, it, yeah, was, just, it was a long week. Oh my week. god, I can't, It was the longest fucking week. I, oh my god. Tuesday rolled around, I thought it was fucking Thursday. I don't know what happened. It's like, yeah, it was about Tuesday, wasn't it? It's like the entire world came to a screeching halt, and it's like every minute dragged. Oh God, it was awful. Yeah, and then we, you and me, at least Chris, had this activity of work in the middle of the week that made that one day even longer. Because after all that, oh my didn't God, feel she... like working. Yeah, no, no, work doesn't help. Obviously, I mean, work was work. My work, my work is very, is, it's a very one note thing. So I got one thing that I do at work, and unless there's some good conversation going on around me, that can make the day, that can make the day drag real quick. So, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break here before uh, to have a, well, I guess to let the dog out. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Me. I'm letting the dog out. You, you, you go out there for a little bit, Miss Sugar. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and let the let the dog out. Let the uh, sponsors go ahead and have their word, and we will we'll be right back with the the second half of our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to our sponsors, and we are back for the second half of our podcast. Uh, at this point, what we usually do is we do a little bit of pitch storm. We do a little bit of uh, question of the day, and uh, we've got two questions of the day today. One that's going to generate a little more conversation than the other, but I love them both. Uh, the first question comes to you from uh, Jacqueline Hull on our TikTok feed. Uh, and that question is, if you were a bird, who would you shit on? 
<laughs> it's a good Trump, question. I like the that. The Kardashians. One. Let's Kanye not, West. Well, there are obvious ones. Okay, there's, there's an entire slew of obvious ones. Let's go with somebody not quite as obvious. Hmm. Like somebody, you got to think about it. Like I got a couple of exes that I could definitely aim for, but I'm not oh, that yeah. mean. I'm not that mean. I don't want. Oh no, I am. Me. I would. <laughs> well, see, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm the apologetic guy during the group. But I'm see, always I'm apologizing not give them for the validation Zeph. of putting their names out on here. So that right? people can, like, fucking know who they are. Fuck you guys. If I, right? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that uh, if I were to want to shit on an ex, that, that, that's effort that I would have to put towards them. Yeah, true. I'm not going to find them. <laughs> if, I want somebody that I would actually put some effort into. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to find you and I am going to lay this nice, white, <laughs> juicy turd on your head. Because you're a bird. Yeah. It comes yeah, out well, white, it comes out green. And, and juicy. Uh, why, why juicy turd? You know, we're going to send a bomb your way. Uh, So let's see. Uh, I want to say, if I were going to shit on somebody, not so much Trump, Mitch McConnell. Hmm. Yes. That that is a guy that I would would head for. Uh, There's a couple of Democrats I'd head for, too. I have no love for Democrats or Republicans, right, at this point. Bolsonaro. At this point point right now, all politicians probably can get the shit. The president of Brazil? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that that, that fucker deserves to be shit on. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I mean, really deserves to be shit on. How do you ignore a complete forest fire so large and then... He okayed it. Yeah, but he... He okayed it, and when he was running for president, he... Specifically said, like it was in his campaign that, that he wants to build the natives, there and either the need to adapt to our way of life or disappear. Like he's been campaigning for actual genocide. Yeah, campaigning for colonization. Oh, we got political real quick here. Uh, but that's it what is this. True, though. Anybody, anybody else you want to shit on before we move to the next question? Hmm. I think this. Uh. this all this question was was political. There's, there's, we didn't come up with any uh, non-political candidates for that mm. shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who? I shit on the queen just to do oh it. Oh my god, no! What do you? What? Just to do it. Why? Why? No! Just to fucking do no. it. No. Listen, because at I'm, least I'm, you you know that would be televised. Exactly. <laughs> that it's not. Listen. I don't think she deserves it. I listen, just you no, be, you no. Be, you but be, I would shit on the queen just listen, because I can. Listen. You know, you just alienated our entire British base, <laughs> right? There, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys, not really. What you, though. what are you doing? I mean, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on every politician, good or bad, right now. <laughs> just as, as long. Let me tell you something. Organize a be, mass pigeon brigade of shit that, that, every politician. That will become then the royal bird. Right? It will like, be the royal bird. Jeez, whoa. <laughs> you know, we really, we, we usually rely on Seth for that kind of stuff. Here, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you something. That will become the regal cardinal after that one. Oh. I mean, I will see that as a good career move as a bird. <laughs> see, I'm going to be famous now, bitch. There she is. Quickest assassinated <laughs> bird in existence, you know? Just <laughs> nah, they won't kill the bird. The bird will just go. Uh, you, this is what you do. Just go away fast and fly in a zigzag motion. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Just... Serpentine! Something yeah. tells me you watched the Chappelle show recently, that, uh, the comedy special. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. Uh, I, I oh. laughed my ass off. I need to watch it. So many people criticize. Oh. Listen, the critics are going crazy about it because he holds no bar. But you have to understand, he's joking. Just like he said about the whole thing with Kevin Hart and the homophobic comments that, oh, consider perceived homophobic comments. I see both sides. I understand why 
the LGBTQ community will get, you know, an uproar or whatever. But also, he was joking. Yeah. Right. I mean... <laughs> In all honesty, you could pick apart Tasha's commentary on, like, everything and just yeah, damn exactly. him to, like, from the rest <laughs> of existence. Daniel yes. Tosh is a lot more vulgar than most fucking comedians that I know of these days. Yep. Like, uh, and he, he blatantly says, you know, if you're not, you're probably not going to like this. A lot of you are probably going to walk out on this. Yeah. Uh, you knew what you signed up for. So Dave Chappelle, this show, he was more, you know, he was way bolder. He went in on that. He went in on the Me Too movement. He went in on a lot of things. I I saw this post. I haven't seen the um, the episode thing yet, but uh, I saw this post on Facebook that was like, Chappelle, when Chappelle said fucking um, school shooting drills yeah. are stupid because fucking... You're training the, school, the shooter. You're training the shooter, too. And where are we going to meet again? How many people do you think thought of that beforehand? Nobody. Nobody. But, I love the part because there was a part. Well, no, probably people, alert. but like they didn't actually make it known. Right. So, so there was a part, and this is the, the little spoiler. It's tiny because yeah. the show was long. There was a part when he's talking about that. So you're training the shooter, and I can I can see the kid making notes. And, and so where do we all meet again? Yeah. <laughs> right. Where are we meeting again? <laughs> yeah. How it, are you preparing for this? Okay. I mean, he doubled down <laughs> on a lot of misogynistic jokes, homophobic type jokes, but you understand that he's cool with all these people. He's just joking. And I mean, if you don't have a sense of humor and you're going to go crazy political about it, don't watch it. Yeah. Right. But there's also genius and a method to his madness. I still consider him to be very smart in what he does. And, and yeah, I mean... There's a lot of shit he said that I understand. And I understand why he said it. But also, I understand why some people will get mad about it. Yeah. You know what, though? I mean, if you really think about it, go ahead and, and just... If you're, if you're followed by hundreds of thousands of people, which there's a lot of people on Twitter that are, there are a lot of people on Facebook that are, you could put up the word hello, and somebody's going to have something to say about it. it. People get mad about whatever they want to get mad about. And yeah. the problem is, is that... It's, it's misplaced anger in most cases. Most cases, it's anger, the anger of, look at me, I have something to say. You exactly. know, whether or not that really resonates with anybody else. You, you've got a small group of people going, yeah, 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 of course, I agree with you. And then you've got the other people that are, yeah, 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 you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> the it, necessity all, of attention. The, the social media thing. And it, I'm, I'm yeah. guilty of it, because I'm obviously, I'm, I'm on Facebook Live right now, Right. <laughs> we're over here on TikTok. Yeah. You know, we're we're putting out our podcast everywhere. The 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 social media thing has made us an entire not just a nation, a world of fucking trolls. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. is behind their keyboard looking for something to complain about, looking for something to bitch about. And what the the one thing that people are missing is rarely does your fucking comment on Facebook or your comment on Twitter do a goddamn thing to change the situation? Exactly. Nothing. It does nothing. Because you're not enacting change by bitching on social media. You're not going out there and making change. You're sitting here and you're complaining. And yes, you get your, your likes and your oh, look at me's. But the only thing that that does is exactly what that is. You got a thumbs up, a little digital thumbs up. Yeah. You got a little heart on, on, on Twitter. That's all that that is. Exactly. It's just a little digital footprint that did absolutely nothing other than stoke your own fucking ego. 
trying to do a line of likes. Damn, I'm feeling a little called out here after all my rants on TikTok. (laughs) No, no, no. But see, the thing, the big difference between what you did and what they did, they're not showing their face. True that. Nobody's showing their face. They're not making, they're not putting their videos out there. And how much did you, when you got pulled down from TikTok? I had 50,000 fans on TikTok when my whole account got taken down for the abortion ban posts. Right. And when, when the sun came out and shined on all those TikTok users and they had that thing that happened in Boston, did you show up? Uh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Went out. You went out there, right? Yeah. And you talked to people. And you were around people. And you were, you interacted with the people that loved what you were saying. Yeah. It's true. Oh, my God. There's like, the difference. So many of their Facebooks started showing up in my people you may know. And I'm like half tempted. Like, I don't talk to a lot of people online anymore. Like I'm the worst at responding to messages. Let me fucking tell you. <laughs> and, and, um... Like, a lot of the people that I met at the TikTok meetup are, like, showing up at my people you may know, and I'm just like, should I add them? I don't want to be, like, that creepy person that met someone once and just goes searching for Facebooks and shit. Like, oh, no, you just, you popped up in my people you may know, and then, like, hundreds of TikTokers have just been showing up in my people you may know, and I'm just like, oh, my God! But see, that's the difference I should start making my Facebook videos more public. What you do and what a lot of other people do. A lot of other people will just throw their shit-ass comment out to the world and just watch the fallout. Yeah. And they do not show their face. They rarely ever back up their comments. Some people will argue with you for a few minutes until a good point is brought out there and then you don't hear from them again. Exactly. And they're not willing to try to enact any kind of change. And you're actually willing to go out there. You go out there and you do things. That's the big difference. Things need to be done. Right. So... For the most part, the point being is that if you're just going to be sit behind your keyboard and you're going to make your little comments, your self-worth is literally just that digital footprint. Yeah. And one day that'll go away and people aren't going to listen to you or, you know, that's it. That's all you are. If you're not out there and willing to go actually physically make change for whatever cause that you happen to be fighting for, and I'm not telling you Nazis to get up and go do shit. I'm talking about the other people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Totally agree. I uh, I just I, I there's not enough people willing to enact change nowadays. Just not enough. Yeah. And yeah. people are just too comfortable behind their keyboards making their comments, and and that doesn't really do anything for anybody. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Pretty much. Well, there you go. That's wonderful. Yeah. I like that. Uh oh, we got we got way away. We didn't get into our second question. Yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. uh that was about uh, 12 minutes of what we don't normally do. We usually avoid <laughs> political bullshit at all po- at all points, but I think it, it was coming to a head. We need to oh, talk yeah. about something. Uh, and we are trying to, we are actually trying to get that off the ground too. If things work out, we find a little more time in our lives. I want I want to give Miss Nico here a chance to actually enact her own podcast. We, I think she's got a lot to say, and I don't think. I, I think TikTok's a fantastic venue, but I think you can get making, that voice I'm, out there to a wider I'm, audience. I'm not building my audience fast enough on TikTok. Nope. <laughs> hey. I had 50,000 on my old account. I've got like a little over 7,000, almost eight on this one. It's getting there, but it's getting there slow. And uh, Mr. Omar over here, he's got some uh, deep musical interests. He's my educator in almost everything musical. Yeah. And uh, he's looking to get his own uh, YouTube channel and, and podcast yeah. up off the ground as well. And just uh, start playing music. So just uh, keep an eye out for all that stuff. We'll give you updates as things, uh, as shit yeah. hits the fan, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit hits uh, a proverbial fan. So our second 
Our second question of the day is if you could take your favorite video game and cast it, what game is that going to be and who are your two leading roles? <laughs> who, are, who are you casting in the two lead roles? And the room Sly goes Cooper. silent. Sly yeah, Cooper. Okay. No, I, have a, I have ideas. Are you trying for a live action or are you trying for like a, a just a animated big screen? Movie? I think it would be animated big screen, but it has to be like good animated, like fucking Disney animated. Pixar. Pixar, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere along those lines, but puppets like Sesame Street type. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking live action Legend of Zelda. Ooh, yeah. Huh. Uh, but who would you have? Well, me being the guy that I am, you're asking that. You're asking a horrible question. Because <laughs> my my go to is always to cast the worst people. Yeah. Just the worst people humanly possible in those <laughs> roles, just because I want to see. I like fantastically bad movies. I love them, and uh, that my love for Troma, Lloyd Kaufman, everything that he does. You know, my love for the Full Moon Entertainment Company, uh, Gravitas Ventures, all those movies just. How amazingly bad those are! Th those people are the kind of people that I would put in that role. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, if 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 you're if you're handing it to me, uh, you don't hand me millions of dollars to make your movie because <laughs> I'm going to put <laughs> one million and you get the whole. One million and you get the whole cast together. Who who did you cast as Link? Well, Jason Mewes. I put him in the I put him in the role of Link. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> Jay. He's Jay. Jay and Silent Bob. Yes, put him in there. Who's the princess? Well, we're not gonna, we're not going to give Kevin Smith that role. We're not going to make Kevin Smith the princess, though that would be funny. Sure, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Let's see. Let me see. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I'm j I couldn't remember a couple characters' names from Sly Cooper, but so for my Sly Cooper movie, I want motherfucking Seth Rogen as. Uh, Murray the Hippo. Okay. I, that actually sounds like it would work. Yeah. I want... Yeah. Hmm. Seth Rogen doesn't do enough voiceover work. He doesn't. That is pretty good. <laughs> He's got that voice. Just... Saw in Sausage Party. That was a fantastic yes. movie. Sausage Party. Okay, so who have you got as Sly? That's... That's, that's the tough role. That's the tough role. Yeah, exactly. Hmm... A lot of thinking you need yeah. to do there. Okay, well... Have, and we we need, like, a nerdy little fucking guy for Bentley. Nerdy guy for Bentley. And fucking uh, you know Angelina see? Jolie for Carmelia Fox. Bentley. Uh, Who's like Cooper B, probably Matthew McConaughey. You remember uh, the Princess Bride? Which we keep talking about, but... The Princess will... Bride. Uh, the, the guy that played the, that played the lead bad guy in that. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, fucking... <sighs> the name, the name... I don't remember his name. See, this is why we have we have our little Google thing up here at all times because we see the faces, but the names escape <laughs> us. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so the Google. We'll go ahead and look up that name real quick. But I think that that would be perfect. You were talking about like a little nerdy character, and yeah. that actually sounds like it might fit the the nerdy. And he doesn't get used enough anymore. He, he would probably be perfect for uh, for voiceover work at this point. You know, uh, you have any thoughts on Sly Cooper at this point, or are we still? Wondering? I'm still stuck on him. 
Well, what kind of what kind of voice are you looking for? I might be able to think of something. Hmm. Uh, by the way, that was Wallace Shawn. Okay. Yeah. Wallace Shawn. For Sly Cooper, I do like Matthew McConaughey or Owen Wilson. One of those. Oh God, no! I would not do Owen Wilson for Sly. <laughs> no, Owen Wilson as a voiceover actor. I don't think that would fit. Uh, hmm. <laughs> are you, with the voice with the the Sly Cooper guy, you need you need a young voice or an older voice. Young voice. Young voice. Uh, let's see. Young voice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that, that's a good question. Hmm. We can come back. Now. We can come back to that. Okay. Any other characters you want to cast? We're doing Angelina Jolie for Carmelia Fox. Okay. The the chick that Sly's in love with. All right. Hmm. And like they. So you tried. didn't take the comedically bagged route with me. You went. You went like full on. Oh yeah. All star cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, why not Ezra Miller? Fuck it. For Sly. He could be. Yeah. Why not? Or you could. Uh, I mean, I don't know how powerful a voice you want Sly to have. He's he's a fox. He's he, exactly. he's a raccoon. A raccoon. Sorry. Why did I think it was a fox? He does look like because you fox. just you just cast the Angelina Jolie he's Sly. role. That's Sly. Yeah, that's Sly Cooper. Why. I, 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 I immediately had Swiper in my head from Dora <laughs> the Explorer for some reason. I know what Sly Cooper is, too. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, the, the two of them are not that far off no. from each other, visually, anyway. Uh, so I guess we... I feel like we're just settling with Ezra Miller, though. That seems to be a go-to answer for a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. I mean, he's good at what he does. <laughs> he is good for what he does. He needs to be used a little bit more. I, I agree. Uh, what about you? You have any particular? You're not a video game guy. I'm really not. I'm really not. But I had dabbled in Final Fantasy. Oh, that's... and and I would like to see that would be puppet. an interesting movie. I would like to see puppets. <laughs> Final Fantasy done by puppets. puppets by Muppets puppets Sesame Street <laughs> guys. Yeah, you want you so you want like a Jim Henson's. Final Fantasy. Jim yes. Henson. I'm down Final for Fantasy. it. I I'm there for that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go live action Final no, Fantasy, which would no, be interesting no, no, too. No. But Muppets, think, puppets. I'm there for that. I think you should do the uh, Dark Crystal puppets instead of Muppets. Right. Mm. Yeah. Those too. Done in sort of like the vein of like the labyrinth or Dark yeah. Crystal. You know. Vibe. Yeah. So they're not necessarily. Puppets, like even what what is the 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 Hoggle character from yeah. the Labyrinth was an actually human in a costume, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could see that. We don't we don't want just full on, you know. We can't find them from the waist down, Muppets. <laughs> uh, even even with the the stuff that happened in uh, the Happy I'm, Time I'm sure, Murders, I'm sure they can pull it off. Find a way. Well, now that they ventured into, like I was saying, the Happy Time Murders, that whole yeah. thing. The they do can do a darker film. Something like that. We don't want that quite as comedically bad. But, I mean, do you have characters in mind that you would use? Like, obviously we're talking voiceover actors No, again. no, no. Oh, well, yeah. Voiceover <clears throat> actors. But, uh, Morgan. <laughs> I want Denzel Washington to be somebody in there, too. And Morgan Freeman. There is a lot of... Final Fantasy mythology, a lot of different characters. To, there's so much there. It's it's tough to really pinpoint what you're doing. 
Yeah. You know? I have three people to do voiceover voices. You guys land them on any character you want. <laughs> Does anybody wonder Denzel why, Washington. Uh, a movie, uh, uh, sorry, a video game series like Final Fantasy hasn't had an ending? I mean, the word final itself kind of yeah. brings you thoughts of why hasn't this ended? <laughs> so I give you the voiceover people, and you're thinking these are Muppets. Right. So I have Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo could do more than just one role, too, though. He, yeah. He, he's got that, that quality to his voice. He could do several he different things. He could do several roles. Another guy, sadly, I wish was used a lot more, but he isn't. And Dr. Ken Young. Who? Dr. Ken, the comedian. Oh, the, that uh, guy. Ken Park. I, yeah, him. Yes. I want him, Denzel, and John Leguizamo. You give him movie. a character. Now Remember, they're Muppets. We don't care what you are. You pick your character. <laughs> All right. Go for it. <laughs> Talk among yourselves. All in. Time. It's like, we're going to do Final Fantasy. We want you guys to be in the movie. And you're all Muppets. <laughs> yeah. You go pitch that. That's <laughs> Pitch that to Jim Henson. Oh, not Jim Henson. What's his son's name? Jim Henson's not no longer with us. I don't even, uh, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> this, I think his son's running the country. <laughs> Little now. Jimmy. Let pitch it to little Jimmy. <laughs> little Jimmy. No, we're we're not doing a WWE I'm gonna thing. Tell, I'm gonna tell you this. You tell John Leguizamo that he's gonna be a puppet video game character. He's gonna jump all over that. Oh, John Leguizamo. He's gonna ask you how many characters is it gonna be because it's nuts. I love him. <laughs> uh, you know that movie that that ruined his career. You've see, have you seen that movie? At least I think it ruined his career because you don't see him a whole lot. The anymore. one that he's a superhero. Uh no, the pest. Yeah, no. He wasn't a superhero in that. He was some he was a, anti-hero. He was a con man. That yeah, got, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of... I don't think <laughs> it ruined his career because he did... The pest was before or after Kalito's Way? I think that I, was... I don't after. remember. I think that was after. Because I only seen... I thought I thought the pest was a superhero because I, I honestly haven't seen it. Well, he was doing a lot of comedic stuff at that point. After yeah. the past, he just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. He's done a few things. He's do- obviously done Ice Age. Yeah. But he hasn't done anything where he's live action in a role, really. <coughs> uh, he does fantastic stage performances. Like That's like his, yeah. his, his, his bread and butter now. Lately. Uh, if you've ever gotten to see any of the, the video uh, videoed performances that he does, it's just... He does all the characters. It's all him. He does a very, uh-huh. very good job doing the Eddie Murphy thing, you know, where he is every single character. Yeah. And he has that way to adjust his voice to do it. Uh, True. And by the way, you should throw Eddie Murphy into your movie there too. <laughs> oh well, he will throw. be. He's a great voice actor because he has the ability to play so many characters. Yeah. Right. Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, Donkey and the oh, sloth donkey, donkey, donkey are like right on par <laughs> both of them fantastic performances donkey, donkey in animated some, movies donkey was something else man donkey yes but uh yeah i, I still don't have my princess Who, who's going to play the princess opposite uh opposite uh <laughs> link jason muses if we're, we're going we're going absolutely the worst possible person you could put in the role cuz i obviously i Anna love jason muse anna, anna <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Okay, <laughs> I, I, I like it. If you put in Jason Mewes' Link, Anna Ferris would be perfect yeah. opposite him because you're doing like an almost like scary movie esque version of, yeah. of, of Legend of Zelda at that point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
Uh, mm. Honestly, I think I'd go with um, Grant Gustin. Or, is that his name, right? Grant Gustin for um, the Flash. That yeah, like, yeah. For my Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Or the uh, Chris, Chris, uh, the guy that played the guy that played uh, Blaine on uh, I Zombie. Uh, Oh, I, I was thinking uh, Glee. Oh, I I never watched Glee. I've been watching I Zombie. I Zombie. <laughs> now that guy's is that the the lead guy? Uh, the the lead bad guy, yeah. Blaine. I, I love him, by the way. He was great in Heroes. Fantastic. I didn't in... watch Heroes. You should. There's so much I need to watch. <laughs> That's why I we're thought here. I watched a lot of movies and shows back when I was like growing up, but I'm fucking I haven't even scratched the surface of what I could fucking know. Right, I, I've been watching, I, I think I've actually, I've got a catalog out in the uh, living room uh, where I'm keeping track of all the movies that I've watched since the beginning of the year, yeah. and I, I'm quickly approaching 200 films. Nice. Uh, and it's because when I started doing this with you guys, I started thinking to myself, there's a lot of movies that I have not physically watched. Yeah. And uh, there's a few that I've approached with you guys, like, hey, we should watch this together. And to this day, I still apologize for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive you for that. Uh, I I did not watch that, and I was like, everybody was like, if you love Troma, you gotta watch that movie. Okay, sure, we'll sit down, and I'll I'll sit here, and I'll I'll uh, tell them to watch the movie, and I'm gonna invite Seth over, and Mr. Zeph sat down right next to me, and we're watching this movie, and he's like, you need to move about five feet away from me right now. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you, we can't, we shouldn't be watching this as, as two guys, just... You know, it's just, it, was, it was mostly softcore porn interlaced with a heavy incest theme. Ugh. And it was just like, there is not, there's not a lot of things, like I could have probably put porn on the TV, just hardcore porn and we would have been more comfortable sitting next oh, to each other. God. Just, I'm just saying, you, you've seen the movie. The Tromeo, so Tromeo. Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> I, 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 I would have paid to be a fly on the wall when you guys saw that movie together. <laughs> and you're looking at each other and you apologize in every five seconds every time something it's, crazy happens. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. I think I said I'm sorry like eight <laughs> times during the movie to him. And, 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 I'm, and I'm looking at, I'm seeing you guys making the biggest effort not to make eye contact, both of you, <laughs> being like, no, that's he. See, he told me you need to move five feet away from me right now because we were sitting like right next to each other watching the movie and be like this, like, kind of backing out from each other. Like <sighs> you move that way, I'll move no, this way, I, and we'll be fine. We'll I would be have fine. Right, laughing, watching that happen. You guys should have video yourself. We should video ourselves watching movies <laughs> together. <both laughs> of us. We we had to. We he still worked with us at that point. So every day he's walking. We're trying not to make eye contact. He walks past me. Is uh, I'm like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're okay. I should have previewed the movie before I sat da- sat <laughs> you down, so I could have told you what it was about. But I didn't. That was so, a traumatic uh, experience for both of you. Right. A I can imagine both of you. For everybody. I can Im- I can imagine both of you crying in the showers afterwards. I <laughs> believe we had to pause the movie at one point so we could go take a smoke break and process what he had just watched. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you smoked a cigarette too. <laughs> and, and by the way, Zeph, if you're watching this, we do miss you being here. We do. We you do. Know, Shout I know, out to Zeph. I know you're working. You're busting your ass hard doing what you're doing now. And we want you back on here. Part of the group. Come on. One of us. One of us. Escape from work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's all I got to say about Link. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, they, they, we we got our princess. We got our link. That's all we need. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think everything else will fall into place after that. Yeah. And I, I'll let, I'll let uh, as long as Jason Mewes is the lead role, I'll let Kevin Smith cast the rest. He can do the rest for me. <laughs> you know, and I, that's my one criteria is if you think somebody's perfect for the role, look again. Find somebody that is not perfect for the role. I don't want anybody to feel comfortable. There needs to be no chemistry. It needs to be like watching In the Name of the King. <laughs> Have you seen In the Name of the King? <laughs> yeah, a long I, time ago. I I think everybody did fantastic in that movie with their own individual roles. However, when you take the movie as a whole and everybody acting across from each other, there was no chemistry between anybody in that movie. Nope. It might it might as well have been like one shot, different locations for everybody where they don't really be on the same thing <laughs> together, even though they try to make it look that way and would have been just like that. It is true. And it, it was like copy and pasted. For the love of God, with Claire Filani, when they had her in that movie... The one actress in that movie that naturally has a British accent and you tell her not to use it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I get it that every movie that the Americans have seen, and I guarantee you they were gearing it towards us. Every yeah. movie that the Americans have seen, uh, we've seen her with an American accent from mall rats on to antitrust. Yeah. Why? Would you, for this particular movie, not just let her use her natural accent? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. It doesn't. But whatever. Uh, that guy, the guy uh, that, that makes those movies, made a lot of really bad, really, really bad video game adaptation movies. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. It was just a bad video game adaptation. <laughs> right, right up my alley. I'll probably watch a few more of his stuff, and we'll probably do, we'll probably do Blood Rain at one point. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll probably... Uh, House of the Dead was really bad. That's another one of his fun movies. Uh, we'll probably do that at some point. But <laughs> yeah, of all the all of his films that I've seen, that that's the only one that I've ever seen that just had no chemistry, just throughout. And a lot of fantastic actors that he just threw together. Know, I don't know how you couldn't have gotten at least a half decent performance out yeah. of that. Nothing against Jason Statham. Do love me some Jason Statham, but oh yeah, ah uh, uh, yes, ah! you ruined it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, get into now our pitch storm portion of the podcast. And we've already gone ahead and uh, pre-drawn the cards here. So we've got a, we've got a couple of people here looking like the, the, the cat that just ate the goldfish. You, you, you both, you're both <laughs> smiling. you got big old smiles on your faces. You're like, I got something good. This shall be crazy. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Miss B over here to All my right. left. All right, so... We got a creepy naked clown searching for a friend, fights a supernatural killer clown, and we think these need to have more zombies, so add more zombies. Yeah, that beats mine. (laughs) (laughs) So, read that again? Alright, we got a creepy naked clown. It comes in with a, like, shed in the woods. Okay. So, a creepy naked clown in a shed in the woods is searching for a friend. Okay, so creepy naked clown searching for a friend. I've already got the perfect guy in my head for the creepy naked clown, okay? Fights a supernatural killer clown. You're going to have to help me out with that one. And there needs to be zombies in this. So it's a zombie flick that centers around a supernatural killer clown and a creepy naked clown who's trying to find his friend in a shed. Okay. Uh, Now, I feel like uh, immediately, considering we've got a zombie theme here, that the supernatural clown controls the zombies. Yes. Okay. They do. Creepy naked clown. 
I'm going to go back to one of my favorite actors who's been in a clown role. Okay? Okay. You you got a look on your face. You think you, you might know who I'm talking about? Go ahead. No, I really don't. I'm thinking uh, of a few. And this is a movie I think we need to do for the podcast. Because uh, he... Uh, this man uh, touts this movie as the, the godfather of clown movies. Mm. We need to have Bobcat Goldthwait reprise his role as Shakes the Clown. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shakes the alcoholic clown. That was the All whole right. theme. He was a severe alcoholic throughout of it. I think that, that uh, Shakes passed out in an alcoholic super and Super-depressed. woke up many years later in this situation. Alright. And he wants a friend, so he... Becomes friends with... Well, he had a friend in that movie. Okay. Another clown. He had actually two friends. People that you definitely know. Uh, now, the, the first guy is Adam Sandler. Was yeah. one of the clowns in that movie. We've already got a, a, a nice little... He's trying to find his friend, who was played by Adam Sandler. Oh. I don't know the other guy. I can't remember his name, so you guys can come up with a second So, friend. let's make his friend, her, his friend clown guys zombies. They died. They died, so now they're zombies. Okay. The, the supernatural killer clown killed them, made them zombies. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys need to come up with that that killer clown, the supernatural. The fucking guy, guy that played the supernatural killer clown in American Horror Story. Hmm. Uh, Twisty the clown. Yes, Twisty the clown. Ah, uh, who was that? I have no idea. Oh, uh, we need, do we need to Google that? Who's Twisty? Go Ooh. to the Google. Does anybody actually know Twisty's name? No. Twisty. He's Twisty. <laughs> Okay. Do we? Does Twisty have any? Um, does Twisty have any minions? He should. Have oh my minions. God! How did I not know that John Carroll was Twisty the Clown? Oh my goodness! I know this guy. Like, well, I mean, they didn't really show his face. Very good actor half too. his face was blown off. Yeah, very good actor too. <laughs> so John Carroll, like, Twisty the Clown, plays a supernatural clown in this movie. Okay. And the I other gotcha. half, you got fucking clown makeup on. Like, it's understandable that you didn't recognize him. Right. I, actually, no, I'm pretty sure they showed his face in, like, um, a flashback scene. Okay. But, like, I fucking, I, for the life of me, couldn't remember who he was. But, yeah. John Carroll. John Carroll is, is our supernatural clown, but not twisty. Okay. We can make him like... twisty-esque. Yes. You know? I like the whole half-blown-off face thing. He had going. For some reason, when you said Supernatural Clown, the first thing that came into my head... I, I like bad movies, so first yeah. thing that came into my head was Killjoy the Clown. <laughs> uh, by the way, very bad movies. Yeah. First one was alright, second one was borderline alright. Everything after that was just... Whew, I, I thought I heard all sorts about of a special. creepy naked clown. So, so, Shakes? Yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait is the, the creepy naked clown. Shakes and Twisty. Shakes versus Twisty. Basically, yeah. That's the name of the movie. Basically, Shakes meets Twisty, or Shakes versus Twisty. That would actually be. That would actually be like he has like a whole like just horde of like zombie clowns, just all these zombie clowns, and maybe you could even populate the zombie clowns with the clowns from the original Shakes movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or just it would be even add a couple of like the zombie clowns from Zombieland. It would even be fun to touch on famous clowns throughout history. Like yes. you get like yeah. Ronald McDonald in there, <laughs> Bozo. You know, Bozo the clown. You got I don't know if anybody this is an old clown, but if anybody remembers who uh, Willie Whistle is. <laughs> He's no. a clown that only talked with whistles. I don't think I know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just famous Throw clowns. Throw fucking Pennywise in there. Fuck. Right, there you go. 
Pennywise is a the zombie. Original, doesn't though. need to be a zombie, yeah. though. Not the new, super cool-looking one. Yeah. The original. The, oh, the, the, the Tim scary Curry. One. The yeah. Tim Curry version. It was like the, 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 the supernatural killer clown god in the movie. Right. That they all basically veneer and, and all of a sudden, like, probably put the belief that he's going to come back to save all these zombie clowns. <laughs> and uh, Which he does in the end. Bobcat finds out the only way to really bring his guy, his buddies uh, back to life is the zombies. They've all been zombified, but the only way to bring them back to life is to take down Twisty. Yes. Kill Twisty. Gotta kill Twisty. So you got an alcoholic clown whose main mission is to kill a demon. And Twisty <laughs> is that supernatural killer clown who is also a religious fanatic, and his god is Pennywise. Right. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. Twisty yes. Twisty prays to the idol... The, 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 the idol Pennywise. He prays <laughs> that idol uh, tw- uh, Pennywise's altar. <laughs> Lord Pennywise, they call him. Oh my and, god! Um, that that would make it actually a pretty. I'd that would be that. amazing. I would watch the shit I would out of that. Definitely watch and that. We have our church, <laughs> the Church of Pennywise. <laughs> Remember, we thought of it first. <laughs> we thought Man! of it first. Swear to God, one of these shits is gonna make the someone and we're gonna sponsor be rich. fund this shit. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to sue to be rich. Hey, yeah. you know we did this first. We we came up with this, right? We probably this is our idea. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, and another fuck you, it's pay like our, me moment. There you go. That's our theme song right there. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, except for those who are already paying us, then uh, thank you. We love you. <laughs> yes, we, we love you very we, much. We definitely do. Much love to the people that do do give us a little bit of support. And by the way, in that in that theme, you can you can support us. <laughs> by going to the Anchor app. We haven't yeah. got Patreon up yet, and we're we're looking to get a PayPal button installed. But until then, it's all through Anchor. you got to look us up on Anchor. One step at a time. No one yet. No one yet has deemed to do that. But, you know, Maisie's a wonderful person, so we, we yeah. we'll just love her to death <laughs> for being our sole supporter right now. Little tear. It'll come up. Okay. It'll come up. Don't worry. So we've got our, we've got our, our plot, and we've got our... We, I think we... Pretty well yeah. did that one. That, That's all I need. I just need the actors. They need to go at each other, and just needs to be pretty a much. Of just it's gonna be super funny though. Zombie I guts and brains, and that's why I say you can get the, you can get good sponsorship money by having Ronald, Ronald McDonald in there. Yeah, exactly. Ronald McDonald zombie. You know, feeding kids zombie burgers, turning them to zombies, <laughs> which is not far off from the actual theme. Uh, all right. What do you got? I you feel say like you got I something first because that one's bi- no, it's really good. But hard to follow. <laughs> it's just hard to follow. He's all disappointed now. He, yeah, now I'm like he was the Cheshire Cat. Now he's like, ah, <laughs> oh, so why is... couldn't I have gone first? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this now. You no. like that that guy at karaoke who just somebody gets up just before you and just blows the audience away, and you're like, I'm good, but not that good. Uh, yeah. So the Virgin Mary. The Virgin. Uh oh. Okay. I'm Wayne the manager, by the way. Okay. The Virgin Mary competes in a deadly underground martial arts tournament. Megan Fox. No, they said the Virgin Mary, not Mary. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Megan Fox, or that girl from Scott Pilgrim, Mary Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah, Winstead. Yeah, I, I could... Get Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, Megan Fox, I don't feel, would be able to live up to the action role. I've seen her in Jonah Hex, and I didn't like it. There you go. So I don't... 
I mean, if you're looking to make a bad movie, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Box in there. <laughs> go for it. What's the other half of it? Oh, here's where it gets interesting. Okay. I like this idea, but I want to be in it. Make me the main character. Hold on, wait. So, so Omar is the main character. Omar is now the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're casting Omar as the Virgin Mary in an... <laughs> okay, so immediately we've gone into, like, cross-dressing or... I no, don't know how we're approaching. It doesn't have to be... The Virgin Mary doesn't have to be the main character. Uh, I mean, I don't have to be the Virgin Mary... You know how the Virgin Mary could okay. probably fight. You could like Jesus. be the main bad guy. So, yeah, I could be the main bad guy. King Herod wasn't. Yep. King Herod. Yeah. So picture this. You know that King Herod sends their army to go get all the kids that were born around that time to kill them. Okay. So Virgin Mary gets told she has to fight to save her baby because she seems the only one, the the one, the most adamant not to let her baby get taken away. And she fights off guards for a long time. So you got talent to fight. Hmm. <laughs> so let's put you in this tournament. And if you win, because they have this tournament going because they get money from it. Yeah. You get to keep your baby. Okay. Well, see, you explained that perfectly. So guess who you are? <laughs> King Herod. Yeah, there you go. Yep. There's, your, there's your role. Now, who are your fighters? Ah, well. Who are your uh, men? Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be fighting... And, um, and on the Virgin Mary corner, we've got Mary, Mary Elizabeth, a little yeah. on the nose, on the little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay, and and we have all these other fighters. We're gonna make them probably more <laughs> combat characters. She's gonna fight. You gotta, but they're all wearing their Jesus sandals. You've got to treat this movie with all the seriousness of a really bad Van Damme movie. <laughs> well, you know? she can fight Van Damme too. <laughs> Right. Have yeah. Have Van Damme. Just have her like fight against like an entire cast of like washed up like martial arts actors. Steven you know, Seagal. Really oh I really hope she beats his ass first. You can bring out the uh, dragon Don Wilson. Dragon Don Wilson. Don the dragon this, Wilson. Bring out uh, what's his name? The 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 wife beater. Uh, Man, I can't remember his name. The guy from I don't know if you've seen that that show. The whole uh, step by step. The, they had a, he took over the kickboxer role for Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know. And he was actually really popular at the time because of his role as Cody. In, I don't uh, remember his name, though. And Step by Step. I know who you're talking about. I've seen, I've you, seen got the, you got the Google right there. Check it out. Let's, get, let's hit the, the Google. Google. It's like Stacy something or other, I think. In the meantime, Junk, uh, Wesley Snipes should be in it because he's a martial artist. Wesley Snipes? Yeah, you can bring Wesley Snipes. Oh, what's his name? Uh, from Spawn. Michael, Michael Jai. Michael Jai. Right. Yeah, Michael Jai and, White. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead is like the biggest badass of all of them. Yeah. They're just taking them down left and right. Yeah. I think there's like... With a mallet. The, the most obvious... Oh, what? Uh, Ray Park could be in it. Ray Park. You know, just... Jet Li. Jet Li. Just a whole hey, bunch of them. Just a whole bunch of them that she just gotta fight against. Yep. You know? And we gotta find somebody that be like the last one that she fights. She'll be the top whatever. Like, I think it should be... Like a, a David and Goliath kind of thing. Like the last person she fights is literally like a Goliath yeah. kind of character. I feel like that should be like the Michael Jai White character. Yeah. Because of all, I mean, of all the fighters, like as far as I'm concerned, he was one of the biggest badasses. Yeah. You know, the, that Spawn role. I, I, yeah. I love Spawn. Uh, mind you, I love John Leguizamo in Spawn. Another, yeah. There's another clown for you, by the way. Yeah. 
His character in Spawn. You're talking about Sasha use. Mitchell. Sasha Mitchell. Why did I say Stacy? <laughs> Not Stacy Mitchell. It's maybe that's because we just watched uh, Scott Pilgrim and his yeah. sister's name is Stacy. There you go. So, uh, now you got Mary. A couple of women fighters too. Who's Joseph? Obviously, Mary's in the underground tournament. You got to have Joseph in her corner. Who's playing yeah, Joseph? Joseph. Hmm. Who's playing Joseph? Uh. Ruffalo, what's his first Mark name? Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Oh yes, that'd be fantastic. Yes, very, you know, very nice guy. Being kind of, kind of aloof, but kind of clueless about a lot of shit. The twist of the movie, the twist of the movie is she's doing this entire underground tournament nine months pregnant. Yes. Oh my god. And she gives birth at the end of the movie. Yeah. In the stable. <laughs> yes. No, it's in the octagon. <laughs> The three we have, we have to have the three wise men throughout approach. the mo- uh, yeah and the they entire time like, back up the, the entire time she's going through labor she's not making a noise she's just hmm <laughs> and sound like ha yeah. <laughs> like that yes 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 just super we bad. gotta have the three wise men but they gotta be three really dumb guys I want Mark Ruffalo asking throughout the movie every few minutes so how again did you get pregnant <laughs> we didn't. I got I, I got the perfect scenario for the three wise men though. There should be two sets of three wise men. She sends off some signal which ends up being the North Star or whatever because she needs a little bit backup because she realizes she's being a little overwhelmed. Yeah. She needs the three wise men in her. So they corner. come late. And two sets of three wise men show up. <laughs> we got three older wise men and three younger wise men, and they're all idiots in there. Well not idiots, but they play idiots. Yeah. So my, th- I'm gonna give you the older three wise men. You guys can come up with the younger three wise men. Oh. As far as I'm concerned, my 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 old hat three wise men are three guys that have worked together before. Uh, they actually worked in a uh, a crime caper whose name it's like a Christmas movie. I, the name I cannot think of right now, but I want to make my three wise men: John Lovitz, <laughs> Dana Carvey, oh. and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> One of them was a Moor, though. Huh? One of them was a Moor, so one of them has to be a little darker. Ah. Okay, so let's uh, let's nix Nicholas Cage because it doesn't really seem to fit there. Yeah. And uh, fit in the uh, what is the guy's name? He's been in a lot of uh, a lot of Seth Rogen films lately. He, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, I know who you're fucking talking. I, uh, why am I looking the, for my phone? He was in the office. Streaming? Hang on, I know uh, who the fuck you're talking about. I love this guy. He's funny as hell about. too. But that should be the uh, the other guy, and then you guys can come up with the three three. No, you want the you want the older. This guy's that old. He's no, he's he's not old old, but he's he's. Well, I guess we could if we're if we're making three wise men, and we got we got an older character, Craig Robinson. So we can make him the one of the younger. Three wise men. All yeah, right. Craig Robinson could be one of the younger. One of the on the other side, of opposite him, we're gonna put Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman could be one of the. But the three older wise men gotta be always bickering and, and always arguing. I feel like I feel like Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. It has for them. It almost has to be like a Three Stooges esque just bickering, where you have where you have Dana Carvey as like Larry, and you've got you've got uh you got John Lovitz as sort of the 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 curly character, and and of course Morgan Freeman is the mo in the yeah. entire thing, just smacking him around. It's like what the fuck's wrong with you two? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, but he's saying equally stupid things too. He just asked Martyr. Right. Okay, so who who are your three wise men? 
Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm leaving that up All to right, you so guys. Alright, so we got Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson, uh-huh. okay. We have, um... Who else do we want? Hey. That is really funny right now. It's, hmm. Think of this Throw like... John Mulaney in there. John Mulaney. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> John Mulaney is one of the three wise men. That works. And the kid that plays Mike Lovett. And McLovin. McLovin. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what his name is, but we love him. McLovin. McLovin, we oh, love him. I don't even care. I don't even care to look up the <laughs> name of the McLovin. actor. I, I don't think I've really even seen him in anything else. I think he's just known for that role. And um, just... that vampire movie. And he did Kick Ass too. And Kick Ass. He did Kick Ass. Okay. Wait, was and that I, him? Yeah. Are you him. sure? Yeah, that's him. Fright Night. Watch it. That's what it was. Fright Night. But what, yeah, he was. What in was Kick-Ass. he in Kick Ass? He was he was the the fucking kickasses. Nemesis. I don't Nemesis. think that's the same guy. Yeah, it's him. It is him. It's McLovin. It is McLovin. Yeah. You gonna... can search that shit up. I, well, I'll wait. I'll wait till after because that's a, like a little bit of in depth searching. I'll wait yeah, till that's, afterwards. That's, no, that, no, it's it's, it's McLovin. easy. Hold it's my loving and kickass. Was the guy that played McLovin and kickass? Yes. No. Mind you, if we find if we find that out, you know, th- this is like research I love. Yes. No, I'm if, gonna look at just like that. McLovin in Kickass and Shannon there. We'll show. Look, McLovin in Kickass. You don't even have to look for the name of the real actor. You're gonna see McLovin in Kickass. That is McLovin, sir. That is him. Charles Mintz. I mean, was that his role? Was he McLovin? Yeah. Yeah. Really, McLovin. Because he doesn't look. They, they don't look the same for some reason, but. He's a little oh, older. Yeah, he played McLovin in Kika in Superbad, Augie Farks in Role Models. I forgot about that one. Fish Lex Ingerman in How to Train Your Dragon franchise. It was a voice actor. Man, there, I, I always kind of pictured him as a no. Maybe he did so well in that role that I just pictured him as a no name. Yeah, like he, he, I, he, the the roles the the guy does not seem to match up to the same role for some reason in my head. It just like. When you tell me that these are two who are the same guy, Red Mist, that was his name in King I'm gonna, Red Mist. I'm gonna tell you this: that kid earned the I earned the right to change his middle name to motherfucking yeah. in that movie, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Charles motherfucking Mintz nowadays. I agree. I agree. It was, it was crazy. I loved it. I loved it. Whoever wrote that was a genius. Like I said, super bad. I mean, I. Honestly, did not connect the actor to the the actual role just because. I guess he he did such a good job. He he pulled himself right out of just his own yeah. visual. Yeah, right. You know? Basically, it's true. <laughs> you see, I see I see him in Kick Ass, and it's like I can pick this guy out. I know this guy. I know who this guy is. Yeah, because uh, a lot of his other roles are kind of the same way. But I guess just super bad. It didn't it didn't ring the same way. He, he did so well with that role that just yeah mm-hmm. that that role is just itself. Yeah. McLovin is, is McLovin. McLovin. You're forever. not Charles Mintz. You're yeah. just McLovin. Christopher Charles Mintz. Christopher any whatever. Christopher Charles Mintz. Like I said, I don't I don't connect the two. Actually, <laughs> actually, this movie should be narrated by uh, by McLovin. Right. And we got there late. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I actually kind of like this whole. Uh, mind you, that this movie that we just populated with with fantastic actors, uh, this movie would would definitely have the uh, religious community in an uproar. Oh yeah! 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, some people are already thinking of lynching us as we speak. Look <laughs> out the window. There comes the law. You, you remember the <laughs> you remember the beginning. Miss Miss B over here said something that... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That second half was started off with a, with a bang, and yeah, yeah. To it. all of the the folks that uh, listen to us over in the UK, we love you. Don't leave. <laughs> we love you. Don't leave. We we we've got nothing against your people. We've got nothing against the. Oh no, not at all. But rulers. I will shit on your queen if I was a bird. I, I just politicians in general. Anybody <laughs> anybody that considers themselves the part of the ruling class, which I'm sure Trump does. He he, he considers himself the king. He, he, he would make himself king he if he already could make himself said king. He was he the chosen one of Israel. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you don't understand. This guy lost his mind. <laughs> How are we still standing as a country right now? We're not. How? No, Divided I mean, we are. Divided fall. Yeah, that, that is very true. He How did to, we stand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not standing because we're divided. So uh, seeing as it looks like we're, we're going to be tying up the podcast, if there's anything that I could say to everybody listening to us, everybody that's not listening to us, anybody that looks at us on Facebook, it is get out from behind your keyboard and fucking enact some change. Go out there, and find vote. a cause, vote, vote, stand up for the shit that you believe in, stop thinking that, that your little comments on Twitter are going to do a damn thing because they're not. Your comments on Twitter don't do anything. Your comments on Facebook don't do anything. The pictures you post don't do anything. What you've got to do is you've got to physically go out there. You've got to talk with people. You've got to be with people. That, and, and you've got to enact some sort of change. Go out there and march with the people that are marching. Go out there and protest with the people that are protesting. If you strongly feel something, whatever your belief happens to be, go out there and do something about it. Again, I'm not talking to you fucking Nazis. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck all of you. If, if, honestly, if you're a Nazi and you're listening to us, I've already called you out twice on this podcast. And uh, I can't say that I respect your, your life choices. I can't. Nope. I just can't. I, yeah, I, no. I, we, I, can, we, can, we can just, oh, I respect your opinion and your right to. No, I, I can respect, your, I, I, I can respect your, your need to breathe. That's about it. Yeah. That, that, I, I, I just can't respect what you're about. And I, I don't begrudge anybody's uh, ability to breathe. And, and as far as I'm concerned, if you're a Nazi and you're listening to this and, and you're behind your keyboard and you're typing things, then uh, that's all I want you to do. That's it. You don't even really need to do that. You can stop typing. That is the truth. Be done with it. <laughs> or, if you are against gun control, or if I'm not, if you are for gun control, that Chappelle brought a very valid point. If you are for gun control... One thing we should all do, encourage all your minority friends to go get gun permits. That will bring gun control about really fast. <sighs> you, you know, and I, I've said this to people that, that uh, uh, have looked at me and said that I, I should just shut my mouth. Uh, I, I feel like that gun control may not necessarily be the answer. Hey, you, 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 you take away, I mean, honestly, I think that uh, stricter psychological evaluations definitely a thing but i have always felt like uh the best way to make this a stronger nation would be to go the way that the russians went a yeah. conscript army people exactly. people are trained to respect 
and use weaponry at a very young age. Exactly. This is what can happen to you if you use this gun wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And you are taught to train and respect weaponry as part of your education. I think we still need some control. I don't think we should disarm a whole nation. But, but but we shouldn't let these psychos get, get AR-15s at toys because a, they just feel that they love them. Yeah. There's yeah. a mid-90s film, and I know it was a parody film that I thought was like spot on yeah. with how I feel that uh, things would, would go. If, that, if, if you had a, a shooter that walked up into a school and pulled out a gun, and every single person in that room pulled out a gun and pointed it right at him as, sh- as soon as he pulled that gun out, how quickly do you think that asshole sitting down? Yeah, he will. He, yeah. will, he won't be that crazy know, no more. I know it's not a popular opinion on gun it's control. No, no, no. That'll be. I but feel then that. again, like I said, you know, just keep in mind, America, the NRA was all for gun control, where the Black Panthers had guns. Mm-hmm. So I'm that guy that's you know go one way or the other, either arm all the people or disarm all the people. Yeah. It, it, it's it's as simple as that. It's, it's I don't believe in totally disarming everybody, but I do believe that you have certain types of weapon shouldn't shouldn't be in the in the ownership of civilians. Yeah. You just, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no reason for military weaponry to be in the the. There are certain weapons. No, I don't, I don't give a fuck if you're a collector. I, I really, I really don't give a fuck how much you love them. If you feel you need a certain type of weapon, you're not mentally fit to have it. Exactly. So, uh, for those of you who ate politically heavy podcasts, uh, I apologize, but I don't apologize. <laughs> these are opinions that just needed to sorry, come Sorry, not sorry. Shit's it, coming to a head of this country. It needed to be said and it has been said. Shit's coming to a head of this country and I, I just, uh, I don't want to be the guy that just stands by. Yeah. So, nope. uh, you, you see a lot of us, we'll probably, we'll be out there pounding the pavement during some protests. I, oh, I, yeah. I could see us Most getting together definitely. as a, Most as a group. Oh, yeah. Bringing cinematic anarchy to a couple of protests. We were wearing the t-shirt. We're not going to... We don't want anarchy by any stretch of the imagination. I, I do. <laughs> you do? I do. The you fuck? want anarchy? I, oh. I want to riot. I want to fucking protest. Oh, no. I want to go fuck want, some shit up. That... Okay. I'm just talking as a... As oh, a no. I'm like... I don't want to... <laughs> the way everything is right now, I'm at the point where, like, fuck the government, fuck the United States, fuck... I think that our government needs to get back to what it was supposed to be. To what, what it's supposed to be. Terms, yeah. term limits on Congress. Anybody, any person in this country should have the ability to run for office. Yeah. It shouldn't just be a select few. We shouldn't have this disillusionment. There's, 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 a, there's a set of rules, definitely, for how old you need to be and what your qualifications need to be. None of them say that you need to be fucking rich. Yeah. None of them say that you need to be born into it. Exactly. Take take it from that uh, that eighteen year old that became mayor of his town. Yep. You know, anybody can go out there and and, and, and make run. change. Anybody can run for office. You, you know, just get your get your fucking tail out from between your legs and go fucking do it. You want to be part of that machine that sits here and tells us what to do? Go fucking be part of it. There's nobody that's telling you can't be. Exactly. You know. Just In other fun. words, put up or shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, hey, you heard Seth. He says he wants to be uh, he wants to be mayor of Haverhill at some point. There you go. I'll vote for. Well, I'll vote for you. We're voting for you, Seth. Both Seth. Now, you said it. You've said it on the podcast before. Yeah, you did say it. You've said it in front of us before. Now just fucking go do it. <laughs> okay. We love you and uh, uh, peace out. Jeez. Take care. Red, white, and blue.